Do 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 do. Huh. I can't see anymore. This green is too far away. Uh oh. My eyes are broke. We'll see, friend. Ooh, that fresh coffee smells good. <laughs> I'm an old son of a bitch. Better go get some. I'm old, so I have to wear glasses. And then. I have to wear the headphones because I also can't hear. And then the headphones push the glasses into my face and it hurts. So I'm blind and deaf. Don't forget old. It's a consequence of being old. You're so much wiser. I'm also dumb. My cameras aren't working. Oh, there you go. Well, that's probably not a good thing. We probably yeah. need to fix that. Yeah, whatever. It's a show, right? Whatever. Actually, I think we're on right now. We started recording. Oh. Oh. Thanks. Oops. Welcome to the Thanksgiving edition of The Woe Show. We hope you're having a great day. Full of food stuffing, football watching, and hanging with friends and family. Last week, we debuted the first episode of Arizona Trails featuring the Queen Creek Wash Trail in Queen Creek. Next Friday, December 2nd, Arizona Trails will stay in the great town of Queen Creek and explore the Sunoki Wash Trail, which is not far from the Queen Creek Wash Trail. In fact, I believe uh, the plans are to one day connect these two trails and create a uh, massive multi-use trail system, which is freaking awesome. Here's a preview of uh, the next episode of Arizona Trails. This trail currently has two trailheads. End to end, the Sunoki Wash Trail runs from Power Road to Ellsworth Road. Weaving in and out of rural desert landscapes, this multi-use trail provides a connection to local wildlife, as well as a few communities along the way. The trail crosses over two different roads, one being Sosaman Road, which can be fast moving and busy, so cross with caution. Also, the trail has several spots in low-lying areas, which make it vulnerable to flooding. If there has been recent rain, they will close the trail down if flooding is present. So yeah, that's the Sunoki Wash Trail. Cool. In uh, Queen Creek. Remember it rained. Is it much older now? <laughs> I remember it rained a lot. Um, I tried several times to shoot it, but it kept raining. And then even days after it rained, the low-lying areas of the trail were uh, flooded out. Uh, and it kept raining, but I kept waiting longer. I waited like one time I waited for a whole week after it rained. <laughs> and it was still flooded. And then finally the time that I did get most of my footage to do it it was flooded but i just drove through it probably two feet of water yikes my pedals i have an electric bike so i was able to use the throttle a little bit to just inch my way through it yes. but because if i would have pedaled on the low part of the pedal i was in the water wow so it's nice to have that e-bike i huh? didn't put that footage in there oh. i just you know cut through it but you didn't no you wouldn't oh. know by watching the video that that happened, but 
I am a professional, so. Yes, indeed. All right. December 2nd, there cool. it is. Cool, Arizona Trails. Sunoki Creek Wash Trail in Queen Creek. It's episode two, December 2nd on YouTube and worldofarizona.com at three o'clock. Okay. Next up, let's get an update on Woe Marketplace. I'm told we get to take a look behind the veil. All right, welcome to the Bat Cave. This is where the magic happens. We're going to take a quick look at some behind-the-scenes development from inside our Marketplace platform. So we've been in development for about a year now, and we're getting closer to an official launch every week. Having said that, we want to be sure everything is operating correctly before launching to the public. We'll do this by inviting beta test vendors into the platform and helping them get their own stores up and running. Then we'll of course be looking for bugs to squash, but we'll also be looking for feedback from the vendors. This is how we make things better for everyone. There's a lot of stuff going on to ensure a marketplace runs smoothly. In essence, each vendor has its own e-commerce shop that needs to function independently yet simultaneously work together with the platform and the consumer. Kind of like a trade show. You know how you see all the different booths lined up, each with its own style and products. All those vendors are part of the same trade show, but they're also independent businesses that have their own ways of accepting payments, uh, paying their own sales tax, and having their own shipping methods. We're like that, except we're streamlining the payment process and providing a building we can all share, a place where customers feel welcome and can shop for a large selection of local products. Let's take a look at a sample storefront I started for our own shop called World of Arizona Official. This is, this is the home page so really we have limited products. We've just got some five sample products but if I go over to featured shops World of Arizona is here and this is generally what a store will look like. As you see I don't have a header in here. This is where you would brand your store with your logo uh, or any type of banner that coincides with your brand. If we scroll down, here are the products. You'll be able to find some World of Arizona branded stuff along with various other products that show local support. For example, we have a custom city branded rubber wood cutting board we can take a look at. You do have the magnifying um, mouse hover, multiple images, we have this is a variable product so you can you know select your city for example if we go look at Chandler it changes the picture this is the Chandler cutting board as you scroll down there's the tab the description there's shipping information any other additional information like uh, product dimensions this is where the reviews will be collected uh, more information about the vendor more products from the vendor and a place for the customer to inquire specifically about a product. And then you have your cross sales related products, similar products, stuff like that. So we're getting close. We still need to clean up some back-end vendor admin stuff. So currently we're working on a feature that will allow our vendors to easily promote a product by boosting it to the top of searches for a set period of time. So if I go to my products tab here, and let's take a look at that um, cutting board, for example. You see it in the list here. Um, right now we're working on a feature. Basically you just click this little megaphone here and it'll give you some options on uh, how to boost that product. Basically move it to the front of the store. 
you know, where people walk in, all the featured items. We really want to have a, a feature-rich environment for our vendors to create a very welcome and friendly and intuitive space. Another feature in the works is a space that's being created uh, for vendors to manage product reviews. This basically allows them to deal with stuff like spam, uh, maybe there's some offensive language. Um, each vendor will have control over this. So as you can see, there's a lot of elements going on in creating a marketplace. We're focused on making sure all of these uh, features work properly, uh, working through them with our test vendors before we open to the public. So it is a time-consuming, uh, unfortunately slow process, but we feel that it's important to get it right, as right as we can anyway, before we go live with it. As you can see, there are a lot of elements that go into creating a marketplace, and we'll keep you updated as we continue the journey. Here's that cutting board I was talking about. I have Phoenix. I have Scottsdale. Ooh. Mm. So these are just products that we have in the store. So ideally, when we get all set up, we'll have multiple vendors and the other vendors will supply their products, local products, um, Arizona themed or not. But they're all from Arizona. Yeah, this is pretty nice. Rubber nice. wood. I've never heard of rubber wood. I don't even know what it is, but it's, it doesn't, it's not, it's not like rubber. I'm guessing it's a hard wood, It's a right? hard I mean, wood for sure. It's cutting board. It has to be hardwood. Yeah. It's pretty nice. I it was nice. pleasantly surprised when we ordered these and we got them and uh, these turned out really nice. Healthy. Really? Oh, that's exciting. Arizona foodie. So to most people, food is obviously pretty important, pretty big deal, kind of a big deal for Thanksgiving celebrations. Every year, we like to make a traditional Turkey Day Fair as well as try new recipes and experiment with not so traditional recipes. Um, this year, we took on the challenge of making a delicious Thanksgiving meal with as little sodium as possible that actually tastes good. So this is what we came up with. A homemade Thanksgiving burrito. Yes, burrito. Uh, we were inspired by Ike's Love and Sandwiches. Oh, yum. Uh, yes. I love Ike's. We were inspired by Ike's because they're the ones that put the uh, combination of sriracha and, and uh, cranberry sauce together. That's right. Yes, delicious. I, I think they were, the sandwich was called Thanksgiving Day sandwich but they changed the name and now i don't know what it is but yeah, anyway like they inspired us uh so we grabbed some cameras put together some footage and play the tape pooper yeah there's our low sodium turkey from sprouts where'd we get that fries fries sorry sprouts natural turkey it's like 14 pounder so we're looking to prepare it we're putting some spices on it black pepper thyme sage i did not put rosemary and some lemons and butter of course we didn't brine it so we're trying to get some juice into that here's the gross part <laughs> yeah it's pretty gross and what are you doing yeah i separated the skin to get the butter and the lemon and the herbs inside <laughs> You mix the oil with, I wanted fresh herbs, but I forgot. So oh. you can use dry. We use dry. There's some lemon butter you're sticking inside there. Yep. 
when you give them a and sensual I, massage. Well, it wasn't sensual. Nice. It was just a massage. <laughs> Shove an onion in his butt. <laughs> First, take out the neck and the giblets. Right up his hoo-ha. Oh, no. <laughs> I think I did some celery, too. Yeah, I did. Is it a he or a she? Ooh, look at we, that. We won't talk about that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. How did we do that? Golden. So we're making a burrito, right? Yeah. So that's the turkey. That's the, so we used, uh, we made a, a fusion tortilla. Oh. Uh, we used regular flour, uh, some masa, some corn flour there, and we mixed uh, some lime and avocado, as you see there. And then I end up putting this in with smoked paprika mm. and some hatch chili flakes. Green, what is that? Green hatch? Green and red. Oh, the hatch is green. Yeah. Verde. Anyway, there's no salt. So we just basically made this up, took all the salt out. You flavor it. You know, and then this is just like how you make tortillas. You didn't know. <laughs> kind of messy. Do regular tortillas have a lot of sodium in it? In them? Surprisingly, yes. Hmm. If you're trying to stay away from Anyway, you stick it in the bowl there, uh, cover it with some uh, wet paper towel. That's what I use. And then we, uh, we need to smash them. So I use some avocado oil there, and then we're going to throw a, a ball on there after it rested for about 20 minutes. It didn't, re it didn't have to rest as long because I mixed it with uh, masa instead. It doesn't have to rest as long as if you're just using flour. Anyway, they come out. That's a 10-inch. You throw the 10-inch tortilla on the grill top outside. If you don't have a flat top, you should get one just for this. An outdoor one? I'm kidding, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're pretty cool. They're pretty handy. And that the only reason I can pull that off like that is because of that uh, avocado oil. Yum. I do both sides for Ooh, like cranberries. Here's the cranberry sauce. Cranberry, orange zest, maple syrup, cinnamon. Pop those baby up. You want fresh, people. Yum. Main ingredient. Yes. There it is. Assemblage. Tortilla, the turkey, the Swiss cheese. Nuke it in the microwave. Come back. And you know, what do we got? We got the uh, sriracha aioli. It's a mm. spicy mayonnaise type thing. There's the sriracha. Um, top it off with cranberry sauce. What? Your favorite fixins, lettuce, tomato. You get a little onion. We didn't do the onion, but that would be good. Yeah, onion would have been good. Oh my gosh. Yum. Roll it up. Perfectly rolled. Presenting. And gobble that bad boy down. There it is. Yeah. And there you have it. It was good. Yum. It's delicious. That was really good. Lots yeah. of different flavors. The sriracha and cranberry. Yes. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's not something I would have thought of. Mm -mm. But it is good. You know something? It was We could put onions on it. That would add a lot. Um, you know what you could do, too, is put some uh, leftover stuffing in there. Oh, as yeah. A, as a next day, that like a leftover meal just throw some stuffing and gravy if you you know that's going to add sodium but if you don't care about the sodium and you just want something great it's still good for that 
We can make it's it good. You just like the trick is I think to get like low sodium is just to add it, add all the herbs and the spices that you can. I think that's what helps the the burrito is the spicy sriracha. Because yeah. like let's face it, turkey doesn't really have a whole lot of flavor. You add that tart cranberry with the spicy sriracha. Yes. Yeah, and I like Get the dark done. meat on that. I, we mixed it. It was a little bit of dark, a little bit of white. But yeah. I'm almost out of coffee and my back hurts. I'm old. Do we need a break? I'm blind and I'm deaf. Stop. And my back hurts. God. Man. That's too much Thanksgiving burrito yesterday. We had to test the product. Well, uh, We're in sports. We're doing sports. Okay. Yep. Sports. In the last episode, I was pretty hard on the Cardinals, and Amber took a more optimistic approach. Although she couldn't remember his name, she seemed to know that Connor was the guy that was going to get it done. I know Connor will be up there. Here is Connor. You don't even know who Connor is. Yes, I do. Takes it in for an Arizona touchdown. Is it Connor or Connors? You don't even know his name. (laughs) James Connor. Well, it just doesn't matter. He doesn't even need a name. It's like, yeah, that's okay. the guy that's going to get it done. Into the end zone for the second time. <laughs> so uh, James Conner ended up scoring a couple <laughs> touchdowns in the cards. Huge win over the Rams. That was a couple weeks ago. So it might be time to take our talents to Vegas. I like that idea. I would like to take this opportunity to thank James Conner. Oh, is this your for acceptance making speech? Me right. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Connor, for getting it done like I knew that you would. That's uh, And in honor, I'm wearing my Cardinals t-shirt today because the Cardinals need a little support here. Oh, whatever. Don't get too excited because the Cardinals made up for it uh, in Mexico City. Like- Last Monday night, they were embarrassed by the 49ers once again as Colt McCoy's magic seems to have run out. So we'll have to wait and see if Kyler Murray comes back this week against the Chargers or if they're going to wait until the Patriots game on December 12th, which is after a bye week. So clearly more time for Kyler to get better, but time is not that thing that the Cardinals have right now. Sun's a different story. Uh, they've been a real joy to watch this season, I think. They've uh, they've been uh, competitive in most of their games so far. They've lost six times, but of those six losses, only two of them were di- by by double digits. The other four losses came down to uh, several of them are last second shots, but you know definitely the last possession in the game. Devin Booker is, is playing a little different this year. He's a little more aggressive. I was thinking like Giannis Antetokounmpo or oh, LeBron James, you know, that guy that goes and gets it. Yeah, when they need it. Now is the time. You can win Go during the it. regular season without doing that, but in the postseason, you got to have that guy, and they just haven't. Everybody assumes it's Booker, but that's not that's not been his style. So, what about CP3? No, no, nah. he's not a go-get-it guy. I think Booker can be, and he's working on it, and you can see that. I can see it this year. He's got all season. To perfect it, I mean, it's it, you just got to go in. Basically, what it means is go get your bucket or get fouled. It doesn't matter. But all the great teams do it, and the Suns need him to do that for them. He knows it. He's not learning anything by listening to me, <laughs> as I know he's watching. 
I like it early on. He's doing it. He's putting his head down. He already had a 49 piece the other Holy night. Holy moly. In a loss, but he he went in and got it. What did they uh, lose against? Uh, the Utah Jazz. Oh, the it's Jazz. It's not up there. That was three games ago. Got it. And that game was incredible. And then, of course, they uh, played the Lakers on uh, Tuesday and were able to beat them, which isn't a whole lot to brag about. <laughs> Lakers are an awful <laughs> basketball team. <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. Everybody gets so excited when they win like three in a row against awful teams, but you know. Good old Lakers. Used to be a Lakers fan. Used to be, wow. I used to be. Back in the day. No longer. Turns out that Arizona has a professional hockey team. What? <laughs> no way. <laughs> The Arizona Coyotes, previously known as the Phoenix Coyotes, are in the Central <laughs> Division uh-huh. of the Western Conference of the National Hockey League. The Coyotes are currently in seventh seventh place in the division. They were eighth place yesterday, but the record is seven, nine, and two, meaning, if you don't know, they've won seven games, lost nine games, and two of those games were tied. Did you know that in hockey you can be tied and then that's it? It's just tied? Yeah, I did. Football, you can do that too. So right now, they're on a 14-game road trip. They're on a road (laughs) They don't let the Coyotes in their own arena. I mean, it's called Mullet Arena. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. No, they're on a way. They're on... Oh my God, it's like breaking down now. (laughs) We're getting close to a (laughs) shutdown, folks. Complete meltdown. Uh, The Coyotes are on a 14-game road trip right now. I mean, I know they're not great, but... They're struggling a little bit. When you say they're on a (laughs) 14-game road (laughs) I mean, I get what you're saying, but... Give them a chance. I mean, they probably could easily do well on that road trip. I was getting to, they are struggling, but there is hope. So they've lost. They were on a losing streak. Okay. Four games recently. Vegas Golden Knights, who are really good, and the Nashville Predators. But last night, there is a glimmer of hope because they kicked the asses of the Carolina Hurricanes. It was four to zero. They skunked him out. So there was a glimmer of hope. So they're coming back um, December 9th, and they are coming back home, I should say, from their trip. (laughs) From their their road. (laughs) From their road. They're coming back home, and they're going to play the Boston Brewers. Oh, no. The Bruins. No. The The Bruins? The Brewers. (laughs) Is there a Brewers? A Milwaukee Milwaukee. Brewers, and that's baseball. (laughs) <laughs> oh god we have a baseball team here too don't we and then you have the boston bruins what do they say about boston well boston <laughs> boston what's that from i think that's from lakers oh the lakers, the lakers HBO always say series. well i thought everybody said that Boston, except for Boston. You used to be a Laker fan. <laughs> I don't think so. I think I, Laker people say that. I think Laker people say that. I'll say that about the Bruins, too. I think I need to go to one of these hockey games 
or at least watch it on TV. So I have a little bit more. I get to know the players a little bit more and I can talk about them a little bit more intelligently. Dog behind you. Oh, hello, fur creature. Hell, there was. How did that dog get in our house? <laughs> oh, it's coming back around. No, it's stalled out. I think it's a she. There it is. What are you doing, dog? Did you leave the door open? <laughs> it's Thanksgiving. We're inviting all the stray animals to come into our studio today. In this section, we take a closer look at an article and its author. Posted on worldofarizona.com. This week's featured article is um, Silly Mountain Park, written by our very own Amber. So what is this Silly Mountain Park you wrote about? Silly Mountain Park, it's a lovely park um, in the southeast, a Pianchi, Pianchi, Pianchi. (laughs) Pianchi Junction. Silly Mountain Park is lovely park. It's in Southeast Apache Junction, right off the Highway 60. So where's the trailhead? Is it hard to reach? Is there parking? Will I be shot by the locals? <laughs> well, hopefully you will not be shot by the locals. Um, if you go into someone's private land, then maybe, so don't do that. But uh, the trailhead is just right off of, wouldn't you know it, Silly Mountain Road. So just put it in the GPS and it'll bring you right to it. So like I said, the origins and the history. So I've lived in Arizona for about 13 years now and I didn't, I just recently discovered this park. I think I remember seeing it off the 60 and seeing the, so it used to be just park for off-road vehicles. I think there was hiking trails and stuff, but it was kind of unchecked. So they were damaged, the trails were damaged, the from the ATVs, they're just going up the mountain so you could see the big scar on the mountain. Um, so I didn't really realize that it was a, actually a park where you could go and hike. And in 2008, the, they decided the Superstition Land Trust, yeah, Superstition Area Land Trust and the town of AJ decided to collaborate and recreate the space into a recreational area just for hikers, bikers, and equestrian. And so I believe there are no ATVs allowed anymore. So yeah, oh, wow. it's a true testament. Like, and that's only been what, 14 years ago. It's just a true testament to the amount of work that they put into the park. It's actually really pretty. They have a little botanical walk. Looks very well maintained too. Yes. Nice. Riddlebush Trail and Palo Verde Trail. Trailheads. I actually received an inquiry on this about this article from a university team in in Italy. Anyway, they're referencing it or they're going to source it on a Wikipedia page. There we go. All right. Where are we at? Events. Tis the season for eating, shopping, laughing, music, magic, and merriment. Here are a few events to check out this weekend in the Phoenix Valley. Celebrate small and support local this Saturday in downtown Phoenix at Heritage Square and Science Center. The Phoenix Flea is not your ordinary junk field flea market. It's a modern market for handcrafted, curated vintage, fine art, fashion design, artisan food, and more. Five bucks admission. They go from 10 to 5. 
There's going to be over 130 small businesses in food trucks. Yes, I highly encourage people to check this one out. Um, a lot of fun. If you're looking for gifts for yourself or other people, you definitely want to, you're, you're going to find something here at the Phoenix Flea. Um, it's a twice a year market. They have one in the fall and the spring. So after you've gotten your shopping on at the Phoenix Flea, head on over to Wild Horse Pass Saturday night for some laughs at the Native American All-Star Comedy Night. Celebrate Native American Heritage Month with an all-star lineup of Native American comedians featuring Tatanka Means, Adrian Chalepa, Pax Harvey, James Junes, Ernest D. Sozi, the third and a special guest. The show starts at 8 p.m. and tickets start at 20 bucks. That sounds hilarious. It does. I've not been to a comedy show here, have you? No, not yet. <laughs> Maybe that's the night. Christmas is coming, and so is Mannheim Steamroller, specifically to Mesa Art Center on Sunday, November 27th, performing two shows at 3 and 7.30 p.m. Tickets are from $35 to $80. Grammy Award winner Chip Davis has created a show that features Mannheim Steamroller Christmas classics in the distinctive Mannheim sound. The program celebrates the group's recent anniversary of 35 years since the first Christmas album and includes a uh, includes dazzling multimedia effects performed in an intimate setting. I actually saw Mannheim Steamroller on the, in their what 15th year or their 20th year? No, their 15th year. Oh. It was 20 years ago. 20 years ago. I saw them 20 years ago. Wow. Ironically, I saw them 20 years ago as well. It's why it was weird that we didn't run into each other. <laughs> that is weird. Did yeah. we run into each other? Do you remember that I, performance? Yeah, I do. Well, kind of. It was 20 years ago. <laughs> I was a That's Mannheim right. Steamroller fan. I mean, they had Chip Davis, if I remember, I, I'm pretty sure he plays drums. The reason I liked Mannheim was because they had this fusion of electronic music and or mixed with an orchestra and so a lot of keyboards real orchestra real drums like a trap set like yeah. uh you know uh, and light show and you know stuff like that but i think chip davis i don't know if he plays drums all the time but i'm pretty sure he played drums maybe for a specific set or something like that it was from pretty what cool. i remember he played a lot of different instruments yeah, probably there was obviously a lot of synth going on but a lot of synth. yeah it was a big it was a big deal I remember they had the whole like kind of village happening, like snowy Santa's village, but not really the Santa. Maybe it was the Nutcracker village. I don't know. They had this whole holiday display. We're going to finish up with the top 10 Thanksgiving quotes. And number one, Thanksgiving, man. Not a good day to be my pants. An optimist is a person who starts a new diet on Thanksgiving Day. If you start drinking now, Thanksgiving could be a lot of fun. Happiness is having a large, loving, caring, close-knit family in another city. The meal is not over when I'm full. The meal is over when I hate myself. <laughs> New pickup line to try today. Hey, are you a turkey? 
because I want to gobble you up and then fall asleep. That's a good one. I approximated the Black Friday experience at home by hurling myself into a wall a number of times and then ordering online. Thanksgiving is a magical time of year when families across the country join together to raise America's obesity statistics. Thanksgiving is a time to count your blessings one by one as each relative goes home. Can I refill your eggnog for you? Get you something to eat? Drive you out to the middle of nowhere and leave you for dead? (laughs) Oh, Sparky. Sparky. (laughs) And that's a wrap, folks. Thanks for watching the Woe Show Thanksgiving edition. We'll see you in two weeks on December 8th. Don't forget to watch the Arizona Trails episode on Friday, December 2nd on YouTube or Mm worldofarizona.com. That's that's, uh, New Year's Year's Eve. (laughs) I don't know what the hell I'm doing.